This is SG Fun. The Stargate Podcast. All right. Well, yeah. Hey, hey, everybody. Thank, w- welcome to the podcast. Yes, this is the podcast. Stargate SG Fun, starring me, Sarah. I've never seen the movie. I think I remember watching the show once before. And I'm Tori, and I uh, love the movie, but never ever saw the show. So we both decided that we're going to watch the entirety. The entirety of Stargate SG-1 from Star Trek. And probably Atlantis. Maybe maybe Atlantis. (laughs) Yeah, for comfort. It's a comfort watch. During these times now more than ever, we needed it. We thought. That's right. And hopefully it'll stay a comfort when we're finishing up in our 60s. Yeah, and I sure can't wait to see the movie someday. (laughs) It's going to be great. But for now, today's today's episode is uh, Season 1, Episode 10 which is the Torment of Tantalus, directed oh. by Jonathan Glasner, who is one of the showrunners. Interesting. A very personal episode, very important episode. I think. Well, before we roll right into it, we need to... Um, oh, what's going on? Do, what's happening? What's well, we have to do the little part. I That sound? That's the 24-second... That's the warning before the 24-second countdown clock oh, starts because shit. we need some motherfucking tension on this show. Yeah. So somebody better move a little faster than she's moving. <laughs> set a timer <laughs> on her phone. The, the mountain's you already see, blown up. <laughs> with I know. With all the time, with all the time, we were just bullshitting. You think I'd already have a... Okay, I've got it queued up. 24 seconds. Oh, because you always start... I like to set it for 26 at least, maybe 27, because you spend like three seconds going, uh, right, before well, you start. All right, so all right, all right. That hurt. That bites a little, but that's fine. Uh... <laughs> You've got 24 seconds to summarize it, and that's it. If you don't send your code through the gate in 24 seconds, we're fucked. This whole mountain's going to blow oh up. God. We're stuck on the other side. We're going to come through, and we're going to slam into that little metal anus sphincter okay all right okay all right it's very sharp it's, I'm, I'm ready it's rife with hemorrhoids all right ready I'm ready set go daniel watches some old movies they started the stargate in 1945 he goes and visits Catherine from the movie and tells her and she's like that's great my love interest is there so they go back to where he went and they find the old man Ernest. it's a great temple it's literally holds the key to existence but they have to go back before it's destroyed. So they go back and the temple is destroyed and, and it's really sad for Daniel at the end. Uh, oh my God. How's wow, that? nice work. Were we saved? Uh, yes, just in the nick of time, Woo! much like the show. Much like the show, we jumped through the, the water hole. Yeah. We dove through right as it was, it was splooshing away. Um, all right, well. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Should we start? Should we? Should we uh, dive dive right in? 
Yeah, to, let's, uh, the let's get into Tantillus. this water hole before it dries up. Let's extrapolate on my summary. Uh, let's get let's dig a little deeper yeah. here. So uh, yeah, so we do open up on Daniel watching like old timey movies of people hand dialing like a rotary phone the the Stargate. Which I got a question for you right away. I assume they found that shit in the movie, but I guess they already had it in the movie. Uh, 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 well, that's, I don't really want to spoil much, although I will in, in a few, few minutes, uh, suffice to say, uh, they have it in the movie, but okay. uh, they already have it. Well, that changes, I guess. Well, that's fine. That's no big deal. I don't mind knowing that going in. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not like Kurt Russell finds it. I'll say that much. Like some other people. Well, I didn't think it. Kurt Russell found it. I thought maybe Daniel found it. Oh, no. Obviously, Kurt Russell didn't find it. Kurt Russell thinks <laughs> Colonial O'Neill thinks the whole thing's stupid, well, but also pretty cool. Well, no, yeah, I, I love how like the very first shot um, is yeah, like you know, it's obviously some sort of like the forties or the thirties or something, and the, and I, I I can't really tell because the music they're playing is some like they they I think they thought it sounded like forties ish, but it actually sounds like. 80s sax noir you know what i mean <laughs> i don't like, even remember yeah it's I like, just, burr, burr, I feel like burr, 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 burr. but everybody's just wearing like pretty comfortable looking like gabardine trousers right like like big paper bag waist suit slacks with short fat ties kind of is that the 40s yeah Everybody that, that was exactly what the 40s was yeah that's what I thought. I think that's coming back, and I I love it. My waist feels so good. Uh, My waist feels so unconstricted. Um, well, I, but I do like that they. But then they transition. They they transition that into the scene we're watching is actually on an old CRT television, and it goes sepia. And yeah, as you say, Daniel's he he is agape watching this. He is in utter awe. He's like sitting there, just like. Colonial O'Neill comes in and he is like, Hey motherfucker, they want to do a bunch of tests on us, which I'm like, what? That sounds sketch as shit. Like did they sign up to be like lab rats. What do you mean tests? Like what kind of tests? And why are you being like, we have to go, let's go, let's go. And he's like, why? And then he wants to know why Daniel of all people, like they just met like Daniel, why are you interested in these tapes? And Daniel's like, you're not interested in these tapes. I didn't even know this shit existed. The Pentagon gave it to us. And then Colonial O'Neill's like, oh, then some of it's probably fucking missing. And then, I don't know, because at first, right before then, he's like, hey, I'm gung-ho military. Let's go do these tests. I don't know what they are. Who cares? I just, military, good. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, when Daniel's like, no, this is a complete, this is the complete box set, they promise. Then O'Neill's like, uh, they've lost whole countries. And I'm just like, what is it? Are you pro trusting the military or do you think they're buffoons? Well, no. I mean, anyway. He, he, taking pot shots at the Pentagon. I think that's still military ish. You know, I, I, I think that's fair game in their world. Oh, you, think the mili- you think like rank and file take pot shots at the Pentagon oh, a lot? Well, it's, I would think so, but I'm obviously not. I have no actual I don't, knowledge I don't know or either. expertise or experience with any of that. So. This seems like yes. a little bit that we'll take note of in case we ever have a segment um, called "Ask Ask a Actual Soldier" or "Ask a Veteran." Right, right. 
if we're lucky, we could even have ask a colonial. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I like this little scene. It's it's like a tiny microcosm of their character dynamics. It's just perfect. Sure. Because Daniel. It's almost si- like they're reintroducing us to them. Daniel's sitting there. Re- re- O'Neill comes in. His exact line is, we were supposed to be at that physical assessment thing, nerd. No, that's not his actual line, but yeah. but it's basically. But yeah, you know, sure it is. And Daniel's like, it. this is this is old stuff. Don't you find that intriguing? And O'Neill's like, I find nothing <laughs> in, more intriguing than repeated failure. Like, it's just perfect. Oh, yeah. That, I'm glad you remembered him saying that. I was like, God, you're such a dickhead. Like, okay. <laughs> like, because all your missions have gone swimmingly, motherfucker. You actually fucking left Daniel behind on one of them for many years but whatever <laughs> anyway and i think you lost his wife and your like best little your best little son stand in so anyway right as he's a daniel's about to say fine i'm coming he sees them actually turn on the water oh, hole shit. yeah 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 and really he's good. like what the fuck and they tie a rope to somebody poltergeist style and they send him in in like a under the sea suit. Oh, a deep, yeah, deep dive suit, which means that they're like confused. Yeah. Like they, 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 they've equated the the CGI water hole to be an yeah. actual water hole, right? <laughs> because exactly. They're, they're in they, the forties, very they literal. They don't know yeah. any better, and because they didn't think. I mean, what kills me? Because the second the guy walks through, right, the rope, they're stuck with just the end of a rope, also kind of poltergeist style. And what kills me is I'm like, you didn't throw nothing else through first. Like, I mean, we killed a dog by sending it into space and then a monkey. And you're telling me you didn't even throw a tennis ball through here, like in Poltergeist? No, no, they, no. They, they, to they, see if they, it they came sent, back? They sent one of the scientists, one of the apprentice scientists. <laughs> I know. They didn't even send, like, you know what I think happened? Spoiler alert for later in the episode. Oh, I think that dude was like, this man wants to or is currently stripping my daughter. Oh, shit. Let's send him through. She can do better oh my God. by doing it never. You just send him through the water hole. Yeah. Well, no, I, I liked like as soon as they're watching it, as soon as he goes through and the Stargate shuts off, there's this quick flash to a dude where it looks like he's like accidentally unplugged the Stargate. He's like looking around <laughs> guiltily <laughs> with like a cable. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> but it was just the guy who was actually holding the other end of the cable, right? <laughs> he just looked really guilty. He looked, oh my yeah. bad, y'all. I, like, uh, yikes. Um, yeah, yeah, well, so that's the intro to the to the episode. Um, uh, well, we cut to, we go to a uh, really nice house and it's a house of uh, this older woman. It's got a live-in servant. I, I, a whole servant. I love their 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 first interaction. The 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 servants like, uh, Miss, there, there's a uh, there's a young man here to see you, and uh, her, her, her uh, Catherine's like, you let a strange young man into the house, and then the maid just there's a pot, there's a beat, and she's like, yes. <laughs> and then there's another beat. There's like one or two beats, and she yeah. goes, well, he said he knew you. He, he said he knew you. <laughs> <laughs> but i thought she was such a bitch to her servant oh yeah a little bit yeah. and i was like i don't know about this bitch who has servants and also now that we see have seen old lady i have a question yes was old lady 
the actress or the character are both in the movie? Because it sounds seems like everybody knows this bitch. Oh, uh, um, yeah, no, yeah, I was I was definitely going to talk about this. Uh, yes, uh, well, yes to one of them. So this character's name is Catherine Langford, and yes, yeah, she is in the movie, and in fact, a fairly important character in the movie. Uh, sounds like. She, she, in the movie, but a different actress though. In the movie, she was played by Vivica Linfors, uh, who was a really good act. Uh, but she, she died a year after the movie, uh, came out. She's a, no, she's, she is an important, uh, character in the movie. Um, and I, I suppose I could go a little spoilerish for you if you'd like. I don't care. Well, so yeah. I'll she, forget. Don't worry about it. She, she's the one, she's the one, uh, who, gets Daniel in on the project. Like in the oh, yeah, mo- I got that impression. In the movie, she yeah, because she's kind of part of the project through all those years. Although apparently like she not much. She is the project. She well, she yeah. she got pushed out a little bit she's by, the, the by the men. I know. And they oh my God. Oh my God. Can we just take sorry for sorry for that high pitched sound. And if you were listening through your headphones headphones, folks folks at home. But oh. can we just talk about how this is almost meant to show like weren't women treated like butt in the workplace in the forties? And I'm like, yeah, and you're still treating her like this every, every you're still treating her like that. And I feel like we never I bet we never fucking see her again. So it's just like oh, man, those um, also also, also, I've been in the current workforce and n- none of this was a surprise to me. I wasn't like, what? That's how they treat women? <laughs> and, and I've also been in the dating force and I wasn't like, what? That's how they treat women? <laughs> because basically, if I thought I had to do the 22nd thing today, so I was all prepped to say, yeah, this is an episode about what I just said, plus. Um, they bought, they waste their time going back to get her really shitty fiance so she can like <laughs> fucking, I guess, live with him forever. And I was like shocked that when we saw him naked in silhouette, that he wasn't like hanging, whoa, hanging whoa, some whoa, serious whoa, whoa. old man, old man whoa, whoa. balls. <laughs> <laughs> what is that dangling shadow? Yeah, there was nothing. Is that a group? They CGI that is out? that a grouping of nectarines? Because he's keeping it tight. He's keeping it tight. I don't know how he's doing it. Right, we're getting he's defying little, gravity. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Getting yeah, a ahead sorry, of man. Here. Um, but That's yes. why you're here, to but keep it, me in check. But Catherine, yeah, she's a very important character in the movie. And so I was glad to see her again. I was like, this is great. Uh, bring, they're bringing yeah, her bet. back. And uh, yeah, her and Daniel are friends. And although, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she comes in and, and Daniel says hi as he's literally like taking shit off of her bookshelf for some reason. <laughs> but yeah. In any case, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's just like picking at her stuff. Like he's like, I don't know. I'm so awkward that I just touch people's shit because I don't know what to do with my hands, and this seems better. Yeah, but but anyway, it does make them. but it does make sense that he went to go see her because the science, the main scientist in the in the documentary that he was watching in the film footage was her father. Uh, oh right. So it makes sense, uh, but yeah, but she but she's like pissed. After they after they hug and all that, she gets pissed. She's like, you know who else is pissed is 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 General Daddy. General Daddy is like, where the fuck is Daniel? Nobody oh, knows. Oh well, that's all. That's Daniel's all off is off point. revealing classified information. Yeah, doing, and she's pissed at it. She is pissed at him, and he's like, well, it's classified. She's like, when when since when are you a good soldier? And he's like, well, I'm kind of not. 
but it kind of am. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, fair. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now that I need something. <laughs> Isn't that good enough? I mean, look, it's a fair, it's a fair thing to say. Like she was basically like head of the project and in the movie. Dude, he wouldn't even be there without her. She should be pissed. She's yeah. like, I spent motherfucking decades trying to keep this shit together. Right, right. Well, so we get a bit of a little, uh, little bit of an exposition dump a little bit. Like she, she name drops uh, a bit, like President Roosevelt and uh, General West. General, somebody named General West, yeah, yeah. who I assume is is the Hammond of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and some dude named Ernest. And Daniel's like, "Who's that?" And she goes, "Well," and then the camera pans left, and it pans into. <laughs> And 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 then the and then the forties music uh, pipes back in, on. and 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 we're now in Sutton in front of a fireplace from the forties uh, with the with a lovely young woman and uh, and a handsome young man. She's giving him a massage, and it's Ernest and Catherine, and he's like, and he's telling yep. her a story, just forties style, you know. He's just like, ah, gee, Willikers, you wouldn't have believed it, doll. Uh, you know, we had. We had four or five cartouches uh, that were on the gate. And yowza, we got them to work. Hot, bitty, bang, you know. But then we fucked up. And then she was like, did you use this kind of electricity or this kind of electricity? And he went, what do you mean? What do you mean, kiddo? What are these words coming out of your mouth, cookie? And she went, (laughs) well, daddy-o, which is probably the wrong decade. Um, 23 skidoo. I mean that. You, which I know is the wrong decade, uh, who's like, I mean that if you use this kind of energy, electricity, instead of the kind of electricity you use, then you might not overload the circuit system. And he was like, and he was like, you could tell he was like light bulb. He was like, whatever, maybe. <laughs> and then she was like, you need to talk to my dad. And yeah, he's like, I t- will. So tell him she about calls this. him her, like she talks about him later as her fiance. But like her dad doesn't seem to actually even know that they started dating because and he has it or, or I guess he's supposed to talk to her dad about marriage. Well, I, I think he knows. I think he knows that they're like, I, I think they know he knows that they're a thing. They, he tells they her haven't come him. out, but they haven't come out about dating. Like he knows, but they haven't like come out to him as like we're a couple. Oh, well, then maybe. I mean, yeah. Is that true? Like, I can't, like, it was like, whatever, whatever. Apparently he's her fiance. We find out later, but I'm just like, it seems like they just are like, we want to go out on a date because they don't even touch each other. They just kind of give each other like sexy looks, right? Oh, well, well, sexy looks. well, at the end of this flashback, they start making out, which made, which oh. then the camera goes back to Daniel and Catherine in the present day. And it made me think, I was like, so she wanted to like, give him a quick intro to who Ernest was. And she goes to this like fairly erotic, yeah. almost like second base scene as the one to tell him and about. Then, like- <laughs> and then she says, and then she says, you really remind me of him. Yes. So it was definitely, it was definitely a Mrs. Robinson. He was trying to Mrs. Robinson him, but he is so awkward. He was like, uh, okay, well, we should get back. We should go to the mountain. Well, you know what? Like now, I mean, that, that gives some context to the movie. Like when we maybe watch he, it. Maybe, we- maybe he fucked her. I don't know. Maybe he fucked her. Maybe he took a quick time to fuck her. Well, there's, you'll, I, yeah, you'll, you'll see, you'll see when we watch the movie. There's, I think there is some tension there. Yeah, she looks, yeah. she looks at, it. she gives him a couple of stares. Stare down. 
All right. Uh, Creepy but, old lady. Uh, yeah, well, so, but they keep going, and it, it's a weird scene because, like, Daniel then asks her, and he's like, well, they turned it on in 45, and she's like, what? And then mm-hmm. it flashes back again. And Ernest and uh, Mr. Langford are talking and, and Ernest is like, we can do this and this and this and we'll go to here, the doorway to heaven. And then this weird part where Mr. Langford. And then he says, why I oughta? No, just kidding. Well, he, he's like, this is his line. He's like, the doorway to heaven could mean anyone passing through there will die. And then Catherine comes into the, into the dining room with some tea and his, her father goes, for example. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> he did? Yes. I just remember him saying, like, that's what we have servants for. Well, yeah, yeah. Then he goes into a weird And I'm just like, God, thing. I hate rich people, is what I was thinking. <laughs> I hate the super wealthy. They are pretty rich. Yeah, they're definitely Yeah, like, if you can employ rich. full-time servants, that's like you're, like, out of your private money paying people's, like, fucking salaries, I hope. Or I guess you're maybe you're doing it bad. But anyways... Um, yeah, I think this family, I think they're like independently for wealthy example, like Egyptologists. Do you think he was trying to say, like, for example, you wouldn't want to die because of my daughter? Because uh, I don't even weird. remember him saying that because it made so little sense that my brain just edited it out. It, it doesn't make My brain sense. was like, nope, nope. Like the kissing was dumb and probably not very steamy. So I was like, no, they didn't kiss. I thought it was pretty and steamy. Then, I, that's why I was oh. like, why is she telling Daniel about this? <laughs> well, maybe I should. I mean, I'd say maybe I should rewatch it, but this is one of the episodes I've seen night, twice. You know? <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I I live in the future. Ernest and like Catherine. This is by far, maybe that's what it is because I live in my own future. Well, yeah. Well, so, so, and, and even at that point, Catherine's like, she's like, she's like gesturing to Ernest. She's like, tell come on. This is now's the come time. On, Ernest. Jump, jump, jump. Shit, get off the like, pot, buddy. And he's like, oh, anyway, I got to go <laughs> or something. He doesn't, he doesn't say anything. And she, why doesn't she say something? I just hate the idea that in like, She's talking about fucking the Roosevelt's and acting like women, smart, rich women don't have any agency. The old, they were like literally smart, rich white women were literally the only people who had agency <laughs> of I, any, I like, yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Anyway, it's dumb. But well, so and then we go back to the present and Daniel puts in a VHS tape um, of Ernest. He's the one in the deep dive suit. He's the one that went into the Stargate and disappeared. Yep. Yep. And Catherine's like, and then oh, they, fuck. I think that's that point of that conversation in the dining room was so we understood why her dad assumed he was dead. Because I think I don't think he lied to her. Like later on, they're like, oh, he lied to me. He said that Ernest died. I think he thought he was telling the truth. Oh, it's possible. Although he did say like he, he does because we do one last flashback where he says there was an explosion. Oh, he lied about how he... Well, of course he lied about how he died. And Ernest? And he's like, I'm sorry, dear. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to seem culpable or like Ernest didn't care enough about her to not take that risk. So maybe he did know. Maybe it seems like from that, he did know that they were at least... That she liked him or was in love with him or something. Oh, I know. 
but that's my point. There's like a scene missing. Yeah, yeah, no. The, where yeah. he talks to him. There must be, I bet there's a scene on the floor somewhere of them, of him talking to him and, and being, and then being engaged and they got cut for time. Could be, could be. Cause I'm like, wait, that's your fiance all of a sudden. I mean, I guess you can say whatever you want. He's been alone for like 40 fucking years, 50 years. I don't know. Yeah. 50 years. So they, they're like, we have to go back. And they spend all this energy. First of all, Daniel brings her to the mountain and general daddy acts like such a prick to her. He talks to Daniel about her instead of to her. And then he says, he's like, I know who she is. And I'm just like, what a fucking asshole. Like, and she's just sitting there being like, just making her face be like more and more ingratiating. It sucks. And then Colonial O'Neill comes and gives her a big hug. Yeah, they know each other. Uh, she's introduced to Sam Teal. Carter knows her from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they go. So they have a meeting. And General Daddy is trying, everyone's trying to convince him that they have to go find Ernest. And during that time, Teal'c makes a point and she goes, oh, so he talks. That was really and he's like, weird. <laughs> and then he's like, only when spoken to. And I'm like, okay, so everyone is doing microaggressions at this lady. Like they always do at Sam Carter, but a little more. And then she's microaggressioning Teal'c. Yeah. Well, yeah, but she knows Carter as well. Apparently they're good friends. Like, Yeah. Uh, and and that- so the only one who... The guy who ends up left out is General Daddy, who just is finally like, everybody shut the fuck up. I was already going to let you go. Obviously, there's a dude there. Obviously, I'm going to let you go get him. Well, we also find out that the planet, uh, the the coordinates, which Daniel found through looking at the video, these coordinates yeah. aren't on the cartouche in Abydos, which means the Goa'uld... Oh, Uld, this is important. The Goa'uld would have never been there. That's, potentially. that's pretty big. But, uh, they may have been there. Yeah. But it also, it's, there's a chance they're hoping their goal besides getting earnest, which is good enough, is to confirm one of their arguments is that we could confirm that. I don't know why they are so convinced that General Daddy's going to say no. It's like they're asking for a new toy that maybe General Daddy was already going to buy them. And they're like, well, we can do this with it. We can yeah, do we this. Can. <laughs> we, could like, we could like maybe. Timmy's like, got it down prove. the street. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could even prove that the Goa'uld didn't build the Stargates, Daddy. And he's like, I was already gonna, I already have my keys in my hand. We're already going to Toys R Us, kid. <laughs> well, look, I mean, the thing about Hammond though is that it's like I, I don't know. See, I'm conflicted because at the same time, like I, I'm like, you got to throw down the hammer, Hammond. Like they they brought a civilian in. What kind of military is this? This is this is a kangaroo court. Like I mean, well, this is a constant this. question. This is a constant question. O- O'Neill is constantly giving orders yeah, that everyone give, goes to. Yeah, giving him shit. I fucking don't think so. <laughs> I can't think of a single order O'Neill's given that people like did. <laughs> that anyone followed, which is wild because I hate author- authority. But if I were like doing a mission and there was a motherfucking colonel there, I'm not even part of this. And they told me to do something, I'd be like, that's right. Well, yeah, well, and let alone a general who's like, you can't bring civilians here. And Daniel's like, you know, but, but, you, know but you know. 
but, but at the same time, at the same time, you know, yeah, screw the military and screw all that. This woman was in charge of the whole thing. And then she was put into the dark by everybody. Uh, so mm-hmm. she deserves to be there. But now she wants to also go as well. And I'm like, Jesus. Well, like, think of the insurance. Let me just say this. If my, well, she probably, they probably made her sign a paper. <laughs> but like, they probably have pretty good lawyers in, in their JAG. But like, I would have been like, if, if let's say like Chris were on the other side of that thing. Even if my high school boyfriend, because they were real young, if Carrie, my high school boyfriend, were on the other side of that thing, and apparently I'd been saving myself for 50 fucking years, or just getting my fuck on for 50 years, With and we're still Egyptologists. single. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if I were married, frankly, I'd want to go through. Because I'd be like, oh, oh my God, he's. I thought he was dead. I got to go. I would just go talk to my husband and be like, I got to go. It's. I mean, it's Carrie. I got to go get that motherfucker so i get why she wants to go but i don't get why she's allowed to go it's not just that it's the i mean the, she's the stargate's been in her life longer than any of these other motherfuckers like for her to go it's an it's an exciting thing in terms of the whole context of the movie and the story oh i know like, i thought we were talking about the military issues are we going with like what makes a good story of course she's got to go through yeah, 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 yeah. But why? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, it's okay because they dress her up in a little flak jacket, and you know they, they cross and then her. She looks so. She's like, oh my goodness, she looks like so dainty in it. They and have her she's, arms. Um, she's supported takes, on either yeah, side. Yeah, she takes their arms. Suddenly she's suddenly she's so fragile. I mean, I hope they never get a pregnant character on this show. I can't imagine what like a porcelain doll baby they'll treat her like. <laughs> oh my god. So we uh, we go through the hole. We go through the water hole to the new the new planet place, and it we we are let out into a, a dark temple. And I'll say this: I, yeah. I I really like the aesthetic of this place. I, I don't know why. I just oh, really like the dark a- blue stone and like what it looks the, like on the like outside. The water crashing. I really. This is a dope ass set. Yeah. It's too bad we're never going back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking true. Well, and it, it's, yeah, it's it's sad that we're not going back for a lot of reasons. That's one of them. There's a bigger one later on. Um, Can we just say, like, what are the odds that Ernest is still just chilling? Or that he has teeth in his mouth? That mm-hmm. he hasn't, like, walked half the planet away? Uh, well, yeah. He, like, after a bit of time, like, Carter's the first one to see him. And she's like, oh, my. Oh, I know. She averts her gaze. Yeah, yeah, because after he's a while, naked by the way, they have a full conversation before they even show Carter averting her gaze. <laughs> She's just staring straight at him, going, "He's keeping it tight, like in that shadow. There's not even some limp old dong hanging." No, yeah, he's no, he's yeah, he's 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 kept everything a bit tight. It's uh, a he's like seventy. We and that actor, quite a specimen. Yeah, no, uh, no, he's pretty good, and I and I th- and I think he's and I think he does a pretty good job of uh, playing someone who hasn't seen anybody else for fifty years. Like I, I oh yeah, he, he he kind of nails out on them at first. He's like, what what are what is words? Yeah, yeah, it takes him a bit, uh, and and that totally makes sense. And, but then and then as soon as like Daniel's sort of like we're yeah we're exactly what you've been waiting for, 
he gets emotional and he starts hugging everybody. Well, he starts hugging all the men. He's like, you're real? He asks them if they're real. He asks them if they're real, yeah. So you know he's been hallucinating some fucking people. Oh, well, we'll get into that too. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he hugs Daniel. He hugs O'Neill. He rolls over to Carter and Teal, and Carter's like, Ugh! she sidles off off frame. She's like, you, I, you got to put some pants on. Do you have pants? And, but you know what I love? Here's what I hate, actually. And what I mean by love, Wait. you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> Nobody offers him a fucking stitch of clothing. If it had been a naked lady, everybody would have been rushing to take their coats off. You're telling me if he wore Teal's jacket, it wouldn't cover his dong. Teal is so tall. You're probably right. Although they do, they do, they do, they do do an, uh, a, a throwaway line where it's like hot in here, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. So you know. Oh, that's. It, funny so he's funny i missed that shit you're right so he's comfortable ernest is comfortable the rest of them are burning up yeah but seriously this but and and then like they're like pointing over to Catherine, who is just like staring at her old fiance's naked man i remember that that looks familiar to me i could identify i mean kind of familiar i mean it looks a little different now you know it's uh it's like looking at that dick though tori going yeah I could identify him in a morgue. <laughs> Pull the sheet the other way. Those new gray hairs can't <laughs> can't hide what I remember. Uh, but no, but it's so odd. This whole thing is so awkward because he sort of doesn't recognize her, but then she's like, but she's like, you remember me? And he's like, Catherine. And, he, and then he just goes, oh. And then just and leaves. Walks away, just leaves the room. I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. And I never feel like I did get it. Because even then, like Daniel follows him. And Daniel's like, bro, you got some clothes? Yeah, burlap sack. <laughs> it's very much when I worked when I worked in the jail, and I would be like, Hey, do you have pants in your cell? <laughs> oh, you do. You want to put them on so I can do this interview with you, but on, you buddy? have pants on? Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he puts on the remnants of the suit, which is turned into a, a oh. lovely shift dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and apparently he has some like plums from somewhere that he gives to Daniel. He offers him some fruit and shows him a bunch of shit. Like he's, mm. he's, he's got a calendar that he's made of every day he's been there, you know. And he kind of says something, He, you know, he's like, I've been trying to interpret this stuff and this stuff. And he says something about how Catherine's been with him the whole time. Yes. He starts talking about. And and so I think you're like, oh, does he think she's fake or does he just feel like that? that it's so it's so discordant with what he's been experiencing as reality that he has to leave the room because he believes Catherine came through. He went a little he went a little. Um, confused in the brain. I mean, I guess, but they don't really—they don't really extrapolate at all from it. They, there's just these weird little mm. throwaway lines that he does. But it's well, no, he does say he says she, you know, because he ends up telling her, "You forgave me long ago. You came through, and you've been—we lived a great life together." And he's got a diary where he's written like, "Today, Catherine and I did this. Today, right, Catherine right. and I did that." But none of none of them ever really talk about it with them. They're just sort of like, Ooh, "We got a this guy." Like Daniel's not Daniel. Like Catherine does a little bit, but not Daniel's not even like. Do you think? Oh, he's been having hallucinations or like? And there's nothing like that. Like which, that's true. You know, that's that's. I guess I suppose 
props to none the of writer. Them, none of them. Yeah, it's true. None of them are really like, should we be concerned about this guy's information? Yeah, exactly. Like this guy. Yeah, you got a good point. Like he seems he seems pretty lucid other than like randomly saying every now and again that he's basically hallucinated an entire life with a woman who was yeah. never there. Which makes sense. <laughs> well, and it, like even like later, like when he gets, um, spoiler alert, they do bring him home and they do make it home. They don't give him, like they just give him some clothes, which is yeah. nice, but like... <laughs> How about, like, there's no way he's not getting a psych eval. Even if he passes it, great, which he probably would, but there's no way he's not getting one. 50 fucking years of isolation. I've seen people, like, actually be- get um, isolation psychosis in a matter of weeks. See, when he was dropping all this stuff, I was pretty sure that the episode there was going to be, like, a twist or something where he was going to kind of just go off the rails a little bit and like sabotage something or something. I, I was sure oh, that that's how that it was going to go. But it does he's not. So, yeah. He's so, he's so humbled. I think by the fact that he ruined his life by going through the, the water hole because he is meek. He's a meek motherfucker. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's very apologetic to Catherine. He's very distressed. He's a good actor. He's very distressed about the fact that she did. He's like, but you forgave me long ago. And she's like, I didn't. I, and he was like, <gasps> you know? Well, yeah. Well, their conver- their first conversation is really weird because it sounds like they're like having two different conversations or something. It's so, because he's right. talking about a Catherine like, that doesn't exist. And she's like, and she's like, go fuck yourself. And he's like, uh, what? I don't know. It's it's very strange, yeah. but but uh, strange. but he pulls it off in, in a weird way. But it, he also yep. we we also get some exposition. Apparently, this place was Heliopolis, ancient Egyptian city. But then I thought they said so. I thought they said that it was the it had something to do with Ra. So it doesn't prove what they want it to prove. True, a, a little bit though. It, 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 it that doesn't necessarily mean it was the Goa Ulds. Like that came but late. Ra had that, been there. That came later. That, uh, in like okay. when the Egyptians were writing their myths, they put Ra into this place, which in actuality is is an old alien United Nations, apparently. <laughs> right. Where they use um, they use the periodic table as language. Apparently. And the periodic table has way more. It has 146 elements on it. Yeah. Yeah. And Catherine, and when Catherine's like, what? There's only like 111. Then Ernest is like, yeah, but there was only like, what, 99 last time I checked or 90 something. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm old. And then I got distracted. I don't know what anybody said after that. Because all I could think about was the periodic table and what elements are and how do people discover them and how many (laughs) and are there more. And how I would have no idea because I really wasn't interested in my science classes in high school the way I would be now. Mm. Yeah, I actually liked. I actually really liked chem back in high school. I liked doing like chemical equations. I remember. Oh, I didn't take chem. Uh, yeah, I, I, I took I, life I science, it. and then I took biology, and then they were like, "You're you you do not have to take more." And I was like, "That is awesome," because I was very good at English, so I just wanted to focus on the stuff that was easy. Well, yeah. Well, so yeah, uh, they're like sitting around talking. At some point, they all gather. And Daniel and well, it's funny because Daniel's like, "Show me this, show me this, show me this," and uh, and and everyone's like, "Well, you know, maybe we should just get this guy home first, buddy." 
Yeah, because we've already looked at the dial and found out it was broken by now. Oh yeah, the dial the dial home phone as they call it. Oh uh, my god, I did not realize that, that that they were calling it the dial home device like they were all seven. It's the <laughs> dial home device. It's so stupid sounding that when they make Colonial O'Neill say it, he has to say the DHD, which sounds way less stupid. Nice. Because they can't make the Kurt Russell impersonator say dial home device, like some kind of tool. I don't understand. Er- Ernest was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a really bright scientist. But the reason I never in 50 years MacGyvered a fucking way home is because that button, that button's cracked. Yeah, there's that, 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 that glass orb is slightly shattered. So I've just been hanging out here eating fruit by the, by the by Going, the well, I wish someone... I, I'm such a damsel. I wish somebody would come rescue me. Oh, Catherine, you came with me. You're here. Let's go. Let, oh, let's walk on the beach. Whoa, this is whoa, this is inception style. Holy shit. I, I was thinking realized. how lucky he was because Catherine is rich as fuck. Because normally if 50 <laughs> years ago you got basically spirited away and now you're like back and coming home, you would basically be living in like a fucking halfway house or a homeless shelter. Like you've got nothing really to offer because apparently they're not going to include them in the project ever again. And so he's so lucky because he can go live at Catherine's like in Catherine's guest house while they court again. And maybe get, maybe get a physical. Uh, you know, yeah. Maybe gets, yeah. Maybe, maybe get some iron into his diet. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, well, so they're like, well, we got to figure out how to fix this. Carter and Teal'c. They, they spend their time, pretty much most of the episode, trying to repair the DHD. O'Neill, Daniel, and Catherine go with Ernest to this other room, which has a, a weird-looking dial thing in the middle of it, which creates some crazy-ass like, projection of like languages on the walls. And apparently this was like a meeting room for four alien races, and, like, and aliens United Nations, where they would come together and and talk and and do do things like that and then o'neill mm-hmm. touches the the device and it creates a hologram of as you uh said the the, the chem the chem table in the air above them. oh yeah <laughs> uh, which is cool which yeah. is which is cool and, and that that for daniel freaks out well what's fun is that daniel figures out what it all means in five seconds, whereas this guy's been there for 50 fucking years. He's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> well, it's Ernest, man. It's Ernest Ling- Linglefield or whatever the fuck his name is. I guess Ernest, it? you know what? I guess he's just, it was 1945. He's, he's not that brilliant of a scientist. He's just a mediocre white guy. And those were the only guys who got to play. He was rich, mediocre white guy. So he got to be on the team. And you can see why... Um, an actual meritocracy might be better <laughs> than the fake one. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's where right. merit means being a white dude with money. Oh, that guy's got merit. That's right. I'm moving on to my backup podcast juice. I've got some aged rum with a oh, oh ice cube in it. Shit. It smells okay. well, so good. All right, well, let's keep this thing mm. rolling. Let's let smells we, like before the molasses. point of no return comes. Which came about twenty minutes into the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Last episode was so hard yeah, to do. That one's gonna I, be. I, that one's gonna be interesting. This is why I don't usually do do the hard stuff. But I, first of all, 
out of wine. Okay. Well, <laughs> second of all, I'm out of wine. And so I have beer, but um, a lot of my pants are tight. So I decided not to drink beer. So Daniel, yeah, he's like, he starts talking about it being a universal language, which is kind of funny because like, that's, I mean, that's, you know how he had the uh, shitty golden record uh, from a previous episode, like the universal like box that he, that he gives. Like that's, I mean, that's basically what Sagan did on the, the Voyager space guard. Like, oh yeah. He had that dime store replica. Yeah. But that's, I mean, but that's basically what Sagan did on the thing. Like, there's a lot of stuff about, yeah. like, you know, atomic weights and stuff like that, because that's a universal language. Oh. It's not like Daniel's coming oh, up with anything dope. new. Well, he <laughs> yeah. doesn't have to, because, because at least Carl Sagan ex- exists in the real world, and they're not just, it's just not another thing they're stealing from another sci-fi or horror show. True, true that. Because it wasn't just Poltergeist. There was something else I felt like they were stealing. Maybe it was just Poltergeist. But I felt like they were stealing from something from somebody else too. But anyway, like what's Sam Carter doing all through, through all of this? While oh, uh, all Daniel, the, all Daniel's the like, oh my God, I found this. And Carter's just like, what'd you find? I don't care. She's the one trying to wire different electricity sources to the gate because they realize that a big storm that comes every year is threatening to knock this whole motherfucker off a cliff at this point. Like yeah. this is a this is the last year that this uh gate's gonna make it of course it is of course it, it, of course it is yeah. and i feel like what is it a 24 second clock that they're on <laughs> we don't even know maybe less maybe more there you know that's the false tension of this episode is they just happen to come on the day that the day. they're minutes away from falling into the ocean after 50 years right uh, well, yeah, Sam and Teal are, are literally doing all the actual work in the episode, and they and weird. Sam, and Sam realizes that they could just hook up if they had a power source, they could hook it up to the gate and then manually do it that way. Which, again, I mean, that, I mean that is needed a power source, but which they didn't even ha- which they didn't even have to do. They have a fucking robot which is being powered by something, probably a battery. Yep. Probably related to those huge battery cables that they show later in the episode that are they're hooking up to the Stargate. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> but let's not think about that. But Ten- they don't. But they don't talk about that. They do talk about Tilt staff, which wasn't enough power. Hey, quick, quick and... shout out! I got to do a quick shout out to the voltage meter that they use, the device that you see in mm-hmm. Teal or Sam's hand whenever they're doing anything scientific-y. Uh, <laughs> it seems it's to like be, a tricorder for this show. <laughs> apparently, it seems to be doing about 10 different functions, which really, it, it only does one the function. The quarter. <laughs> it really only does one function, which is measure electricity. But they use it for fucking everything. <laughs> wow, that's some kind of badass uh, voltage meter. Apparently. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. They probably MacGyvered it before they came through to do 10 different things. Wow. And it, by the way, speaking of, they're trying to rig up this gate. What's MacGyver doing? He's just running back and forth like a goddamn messenger between Daniel and Ernest and everyone else. And like, hey, MacGyver, do you have some chewing gum and a paper clip? Because you could probably get, get us through this. 
<laughs> well, he does have a line where he's like, Every, you know, it's pr- pretty much everyone knows at this point that I'm no scientist. But I was just thinking we could Back to the Future this thing. But you did play one on TV, buddy. Come on. Yeah, he goes, he goes, can we do the Ben Franklin thing? But what he means is, what he means is, couldn't we do the um, the Back to the Future thing? That's right. Because right. Daniel is like, fuck no, you're not allowed to use this 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 treasure trove of information as the power source well it, it's 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 weird like like yeah he's hanging out with Ernest in this place and he's trying to figure it out he's they're, they're kind of going back and forth talking about stuff and he's like mesmerized it's like a siren song to him he is like a different idiot person he can't be practical at all I mean to be fair to be fair uh, uh, I mean, da- I mean, this is like probably the best, the greatest discovery they've discovered yet, and probably ever will. To be perfectly honest, for like, sure, this is pretty fuck. This is a big deal. To be fair, they're all about to die. Yes, they. So the- his priorities are whack. Like <laughs> the- he can even ha- take a moment to be like, "This <laughs> sucks." Although I mean, uh, well, yeah, but the whole gate, the whole gate gang comes down. They come down the stairs. The shot is they all come down the stairs, and it just they just look like bullies because they're like Daniel, they're like Daniel, get away from the we, thing. Yeah, we we, need, we need that. We need to take that. And Daniel's like, what? <laughs> Teal shoots it. <laughs> Nothing happens. He just he just shoots it. <laughs> Which I feel like is the best way to make it be broken and not an energy source. <laughs> So I don't understand that at all. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So, but from that, they they find the Back to the Future idea, which is yeah, pour lightning into the gate directly. Great. That's great. Yeah. We, which we, I guess MacGyver did contribute that. He was like, "Can't we just do like a Marty McFly situation?" And then that made me really tense because they borrowed that tension from Back to the Future. That true, true. Yeah, that, that is. But yeah. but it's definitely it's it's a fail safe TV trope movie. Yeah. Trope well, the works. concern is that that much energy could destroy the whole waterhole container. I mean, yeah, but it won't. <laughs> I I know. I'm again. I I only feel the tension because I was very tense during Back to the Future the first time I saw it as a child. Well and, all, well, and also the temple, like up to this, like it's been slowly, you know, been shaking. Pieces are falling off. Pieces are falling holes off. Holes are coming. The, the dial, holes in the floor. The dial home machine literally falls into the ocean. So That's it's crazy. getting crazy. It's getting crazy. And Daniel, he just doesn't care. He's still, he's stayed in that room the whole time, taking notes yep. and staring and shit like that. Endangering. He, and here's the thing. This could be the best find of his whole life, and he may never find anything this good again. And he wants to get the most information he has can, but he refuses to leave in a way that endangers everyone else's life. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Especially Colonial O'Neill. And he refuses to do what O'Neill tells him. When O'Neill's like, motherfucker, time's up. This is enough. He's like, no. <laughs> and like he seems like a brat because like O'Neill actually grabs him by the arm and to right. drag him away because they're like, we're going to be ready to go through through the hole and get home um, before all the the water goes away. 
and uh he he's such a baby they're like i feel like he's actually a bigger man than o'neill and o'neill's like dragging him away and he's like no o'neill please let me go like a kid like a little kid and so o'neill's like fine whatever and he lets him go and daniel runs back and then he very dramatically for no apparent reason decides to follow o'neill after all and they barely fucking make it through the fucking hole. And I don't know why Carter got to go through before they went through. Cause she's the only one smart enough to get them back through. But anyway, like once they get to the other side, Daniel's like, if it weren't for you, Ernest and your wise words about how, if you have no one to share it with, what's the point? I'd have stayed. What bitch? What? Uh, uh, well, I think there's a, I, I think, I think the, uh, Jonathan Glasner is trying, trying to make a, a theme line here. Uh, the, the show is called the, the, the torment of Tantalus and even, and Ernest sure. even s- says, the, that. says the myth, uh, you know, about the, the dude who stands in the ankle deep water, but can't drink it because it recedes every time he tries to, he drink. tries to get a sip. Yeah. yeah. So it's all, it's all about the, 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 you know, the. People, the things that you you're too tantalized but to, to, to interfere interfere with like the character and the story in the interest of a title of an episode is a lot and i feel like the title <laughs> the title is already served by the mistake that Ernest made i don't feel like daniel has to almost make the same mistake and almost kill o'neill i feel like daniel should be off the team for like two weeks he should be like benched because that's he fucked this whole thing up left, right, and sideways, like from go. He did everything wrong all the way fucking through. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I I I, I suppose. You know, I, up I to endangering he endangered he endangered the whole he endangered the entire program. He endangered the whole mission. He endangered the, his entire team's lives. But he did do the right thing by everybody else treated that that woman like a fucking idiot. So at least he didn't do that. <laughs> well, yeah. So well, so when 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 they are back, they they try they try to reestablish contact after everybody's fully clothed, uh, and but they can't. So it's proof that they can't they, get that seven that seventh symbol won't lock yeah, in because it's gone. The temple with like the the greatest they'll probably ever get is is gone now so you know what they could do though because it's not clear how much of i don't know why nobody thought of this but i'm just saying it's not clear how much of the temple fell into the ocean because it was falling in chunks so definitely the stargate's gone but they think it's close to that planet that they went on in the movie it starts with an a i can't remember what it's called abydos yeah abydos it's they think it's really close to abydos and that's why they didn't have to make any adjustments and were able to go through in 1945. So they could just go through the, the waterhole to Abydos. And then from Abydos, they could take some kind of spaceship. So they just need to get themselves <laughs> whoa, one of those go at whoa, 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 And then whoa, they could whoa. travel You're going season to this six. planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's dumb that nobody thought of that. Interstellar flight. They're, they're, no, that's, 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 that's not, not, it's not until the first made for TV movie. <laughs> so, how do so you I, even know that, that? I'm, that just, I'm just guessing i'm, I'm just, You're just guessing, guessing? okay yeah. anyway uh, i think i'm right i should be in the room I, all i want is a seat at the table just like Catherine. 
And then, and then Catherine, they're Catherine and, and Ernest are like, just like gooey eyed over each other. And that's weird in some way, because that guy definitely has, it's going to have some kind of weird psychosis and PTSD and needs some treatment. But I guess she's just going to take him home and like, bring it and just be like, okay, now we live at my house. That's my maid. At the very least, okay. I was thinking that he'd probably just maybe like, like, you know, take off his clothes and wander around like her garden, like picking fruit for like, at least like the first like, oh. couple months. And, he, and she's like, you don't have to do that anymore, Ernest. And he's like, I'm sorry. It's been right. 50 years. Ernest, give, give me some, some time. Some of the neighbors can see you. The gardener's complaining. Madam, there's a strange old man in your garden. Yeah, that's Ernest. <laughs> He's going to be here for a while. You He's... didn't kick him out, did you? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yes. Sideshow. Yes, I the did. Travails of Ernest. Um, he said he knew you, but I didn't buy it. <laughs> I, I think, you know what I think the best ending to this show would have been? It would have been if they'd brought Ernest aboard. They would, if they'd said right in front of Catherine, hey, Ernest, we'd really like to bring you aboard as a consultant. <laughs> Can someone please ex- escort Catherine out of the mountain and do one of those men in black mind wipes? <laughs> that that would have been apropos. <laughs> oh my god! No, I have to say it is. I have to say I, I didn't really mention this back in like the first couple episodes, but I was always wondering where that character, where Catherine was, especially in the pilot. Yeah, because she was like an integral part of the whole thing in the movie. Right. And they mentioned, they mentioned, I think they mentioned uh, general West when general daddy was like, I, I've taken over. Wasn't colonial Neil like, which where's Colonel West? And he was like, or general West. And he was like, I'm your general West now, motherfucker. Look at me. Look at me. I'm general West. I'm the general now. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Do people get it yet? Do people get it yet? Do people get the movie reference yet? Okay, good. Yeah, no, that's... We've that's, done it. We've done can't. it three ways, and I think people finally get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's the end. That's the end of the this episode. Yeah. That's the end. Hey, Tori. Uh, what's up? Are, were you comforted by this episode? You know what? I was. I was very much so comforted by this episode. I don't really know why. The only thing that I can think of is that the only thing I can think of is that it was a chill episode for the most part. And I just, I liked how it looked. I just really liked that set. And I, and I liked the concept. I liked the whole like UN nation thing. And I, and I personally did like the kind of the theme and how Daniel, cause that's Daniel's whole thing is that he, all he cares about in any of these missions is just like learning more, doing more shit. And granted at the, at the, and that that's a negative he should not be on sg1 at all but i i, I think it stays with his character and i just kind of i just kind of liked how it went and and i just really liked uh i don't know i just really liked that temple and i and i'm sad that it's gone now but i was comforted i was comforted good but what about you sarah believe it or not i was hella comforted by this episode 100%. And I think it was that it had a very, I know this is a late 90s episode of a show, but it had a very 1980s nostalgic 
like mm. Buck Rogersy mm. sort of like meets meets like I don't know Remington Steel. It just had like very like like maybe Matt Houston, I don't know. It had a very 80s sort of vibe to it. Like when he went to her house, like it was just like this I, old white yeah, lady okay. who had a servant. <laughs> and I think I get it's, you. It's, yeah. And they have these weird flashbacks, 1945. And it's kind of boring. I mean, chill. I don't know. Yeah, I just felt comforted by pure nostalgia. And yeah, I found this show comforting. And also... They found each other again. Oh, I'm yeah, very yeah. pleased. I'm very pleased. I, I made fun of it, but I'm very pleased he's going to go home with her. They're going to live out their golden years together. Uh, well, they can go on. They can go on cruises, probably on their own private yacht. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, I have not having never seen uh, past this episode. Curious if the characters are going to be there at all. I would like I them to be. Fucking don't think so. Oh. Okay. That's weird. But all right. That is fucked up. All right. So uh the yeah ne or meh time. Uh so my yeah, uh the character I, I I would like to be, not necessarily a human, but a device, the voltage meter. I, I would really like to be the voltage meter. <laughs> um that thing it, hey, that voltage meter pulled a lot of weight. It's it's been pulling weight. It's been doing most of the work. So yeah. shout outs my ne would be Hammond, General Daddy, for this episode. Because I because I think I it's becoming quite clear that he's just bark at this point. Like he's word and barely bark. More of like when my when my little dog goes Whoa, like a yip. Whoa, like notice a, me. <laughs> not even a yip, like a yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. It, he does that like soft honk. That soft honk like the light turned green. That's how he barks. <laughs> Uh, and my my meh, uh, who 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 I am indifferent to in this episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Teal'c the first time because he didn't get to do much. All he got to do was use the the sweet ass voltage meter uh, and then shoot something uh, limply for, and that's pretty much it. And they get talked down to. That's all yeah. he got to do. So, I guess. Um... Who do I want to be? I want to be MacGyver because in the end, MacGyver comes up. He's like, I'm no scientist, but I'm obviously the smartest guy in the room because why don't we Marty McFly this shit, doc this shit. Right. So Ben Franklin this shit. So I want to be him yeah. for the first time, maybe the only time. Yeah. We will see. I guess I'm meh on being Catherine. Because that seems all right. She's rich. She gets her boyfriend back at the end. He's indebted to her forever. She's got all the hand in that relationship to borrow from Seinfeld. All the Seinfeldian hand. Who do I absolutely not want to be? Daniel. Fuckface McGee. Fair enough. For reasons I think I've said throughout this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what we're going to be watching next week? Uh, yeah. What, what do we got for next week? We've got uh, Bloodlines, also from 1997. Okay. It is time for Teal'c's son, Ryak, to have his primtal. <laughs> What's that? 
doesn't say. Can Teal stop his son from being, oh, we're going to find out. Okay. Can Teal stop his son from being implanted with a Goa Uld and becoming a slave to Apophis? Oh, shit. Stay tuned. Seems like a pretty big deal. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. know like he had, I didn't even know he had kids. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, how does so, he know what's a primtal? What, yeah. Let's go see if we can get sponsored by Casper. Okay, now that part's over. And if you stuck around, lucky you, you're here for our post-commercial segment called Get to Know Your Host. Tori, are you ready to play Uh, Get to Know Your Host? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. We're using, just a reminder, we're using this game, card game, Talking Point Cards for Couples. Conversations with Purpose. The question we have to answer this week is, what is one thing about your life that you would never change for me or anyone else? (laughs) For me, your podcasting partner or anybody who matters more to you. What's one thing about your life you would never change? That I wouldn't change? Yeah. That you're like, nope, this is core shit. This can't. I wouldn't. Yeah. I guess I would never like change my eating habits for anybody. You know what I mean? All right. Like, like yeah. if I met a vegan and we uh, fell in gotcha, love. Gotcha, gotcha. And and yeah. and they were like, you should, you need to be vegan now. We, I'd, I'd fall right out of love immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just like really clarified my answer, which is I would never change my religious beliefs, or more accurately, lack thereof, for anybody. I would never go to church for anybody. If my one of my fears I had when I was younger is was if I was in a couple. Um, during a time where people are younger and more apt to change but like even still I guess if my husband came home and was like I've discovered my lord and savior Jesus Christ or any religion I would probably be like oh no but especially one of the evangelical religions that are spreading more well uh... I would just be like yeah no thanks Oh well, I well like you'd like you'd like you'd stay married. You'd be like you can go and do that. No thanks. Or would it be like that's no? It's a pretty terrifying prospect because I feel like it would change everything. But I will say for sure, I wouldn't change my beliefs. I'd be like, and to the degree that I would be like, that's dumb. Sorry, listeners, we're talking about just my personal relationship. I would never be like, oh, that's cool. Or, oh, I support that. Or, oh, I don't think it's a tool of oppressive systems throughout our history. I would be like, I'm uncomfortable with that. I'm upset. I feel like it's anti-feminist. I feel like it's anti-this. I don't, I feel, I, I, I would ask a lot of questions and I'd be, I, I would be like open to hearing, please change my mind explain to me not change my mind and make me accept Jesus as my personal savior or whoever God or whatever 
but I would be like open to like, please explain to me how I'm wrong that what you're doing isn't what I'm saying it is. Tell me, I'm open to, I'm open to hearing how I've got it twisted and this isn't anti-woman, anti-LGBTQA, blah, 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 blah. All right. I was just going to say my politics, but then when you said food, I was like, yeah, and Jesus, I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Food and my relationship or lack thereof to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And we just lost, we just lost listeners, but gain some, but gain some because that (laughs) the listeners, the listeners we lost are going to go front to a friend who doesn't believe in Jesus. And they're going to be like, these guys sound cool. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, they might. I don't know. You got to be yourself. You got to be yourself. There's plenty of people who don't uh, worship that. Also, it's cool if you're listening and you like religion. That's that's fine. You're welcome here. Or you could opt out because you think I suck. I, either way, that's all beyond my control. You don't need my permission. That's right. All right. That was a really good time that we had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I we- guess uh, we'll, uh, yeah. I guess we'll call it. We'll, uh, this is a good we'll episode, and we'll we'll see. I had a good time. We'll see y'all uh, the next episode, um, and it'll be subscribe. fun too. So see you next time at the vertical watering hole. Peace out, homie. I mean, see you next time at the vertical watering hole. Wa- wa- high harmony. Water, water if ring, you know, you know. Water ring hole or what? I said watering hole. I think it's just water hole. But I like watering hole. It is. I see ya see ya next time at the vertical wall.